My third whiskey sits on my knee. Droplets of water glide down the glass and soak into the fabric of my pants. The heat from the fireplace is stifling against my skin. But the cool water drops drive me back to reality. Back to the look in my eyes, so haunting that I avoid my own glance in the mirror. I hate this night. I hate that it makes me a person so truly removed from the real me, this man who sits in silence in his parlor, purposely quarantined from his family, is not who I want to be. But on Halloween night, this awful imposter wafts over me like morning fog, and I know there's no resisting him. Like one anticipates the common cold brought on by a harsh winter, I know this broken and terrified man will soon be visiting when the evening of October 31st falls upon us. And on this yearly autumn night, he will sit and drink and remember. If you look through our family photo album, you will not find me in any Halloween snapshots. You will find my son in costumes and his mother next to him smiling in pride. But you will not find me. Because while a family friend or neighbor was taking that photo, I was cowering inside. I was hiding from the night that Halloween was slowly unleashing. My son never asked me why I did not appear in these photos, and he never asked me why I had failed to take him trick-or-treating even a single time. Why such a seemingly Herculean task was always reserved for his mother. On those Halloween evenings of the past, when he jumped up and down in excitement, proudly showing off his costume, I did my best to smile. I did my best to mask the dread brought on by the awful night and the awful memories it resurrected. Your father just doesn't like Halloween, his mother told him one particular year after I had shut myself up in the parlor and put on a record and filled a water glass with whiskey. He doesn't like the kids knocking all night. It gives him headaches. I couldn't say whether or not he believed this lie, but there was no denying he grew very aware of my Halloween rituals over time. And on those nights when he came home with a full bag of treats, he would see my parlor door close tight, and he would hear... Nothing at all. His mother would have long retreated to her own room by then to wait out the night as well, to await the return of his real father. And maybe on those Halloween nights my son would peek his head into the parlor and see me get up from my favorite reclining leather chair, walk over to the window, and slowly pull back the curtains just enough to peer out and see if there was something outside. Something waiting for me. Maybe that's why on this particular Halloween night, as I rest in my chair, the wood-paneled radio in the far corner of the parlor reciting tales of murder and mayhem through its crackling speaker. Tales spun by the long-dead Poe, Lovecraft, and Ambrose Bierce, my son walks into the room and sits down on the floor in front of me. He's fifteen years old. 
It's the first year he won't be trick-or-treating with friends. He's decided he is too grown up. I'm glad he'll be off the streets and away from this cursed night, but this does not relieve the dismay that hangs heavily in my heart like pipe smoke in winter air. I glance at him and meagerly smile. I consider wiping my tear-drenched eyes, but decide there's no point. The mixed look of concern and irritation on his face is as clear as a neon sign. He wants to know what I am doing in here. He wants to know why this utter stranger takes me over every October, causing me to hide from my family. He wants to know what's behind the haunted looks that I'm not at all capable of hiding.